Well, hey guys, my name's Jeremy Brown and I've got an idea to share with you. I do want to give you some fair warning up front though. This may seem like a strange idea, but hang with me. Think of a baby shower for a second. If you don't know what a baby shower is, think of a party where people gather to celebrate the upcoming birth of a child. It's a really good thing. It's a time of celebration and friends and family gather together. They spend time together. They bring gifts. They eat together. They even play some games like, I don't know, trying to guess um, the date and time a baby will be born. But it's, it's all about looking forward to the birth of a baby with excitement. And there's this, there's this atmosphere of anticipation. So what would happen if we did the same thing with death? I know this sounds weird, but what if we looked towards death with a, a similar anticipation? You know, in the United States, it's common to get together with family and friends after someone has died. Sometimes these gatherings happen in a church or in a pub or on the beach or in someone's backyard. But all in all, it's a time to reflect and share memories and stories about the person who died. You know, naturally, sometimes people cry together. Sometimes they laugh together. But here's the idea. What if we restructured that whole concept? What if we began to look towards death with the same type of anticipation experienced during a baby shower? What if we, as a society, didn't wait until a critical illness incapacitates us? Or a, a terminal diagnosis is given to us? Or what if we didn't wait for some sort of traumatic accident to think about the death of a loved one? Or maybe even more importantly, our own death. What would happen if we, in addition to remembering the person after they die, we began to celebrate the moments of our lives long before we die? Because after all, these are the moments before death. Yeah, I totally get it. It sounds weird to call something the moments before death. You may, you may hear that title and think, how in the world did this guy come up with that? So let me explain. I work full-time as a chaplain in an acute care hospital. If you're wondering what a chaplain does in a hospital, think of someone whose job it is to provide spiritual care and support to patients and hospital staff. Chaplaincy has long been called a ministry of presence, and I really couldn't agree more with that description. It's my job, and honestly, it's more than that. It's my calling to meet people at the intersection of whatever beliefs they may or may not have and the suffering they are experiencing. But don't worry, if you're beginning to think, oh, this hospital chaplain wants to just share a bunch of stories with us, kind of like a day in the life of a chaplain, that's not what this podcast is about, not at all. It's not the point. But I will tell you, my experiences in the hospital have served as a catalyst for this show. A few years ago, I began to notice that my experiences and my perspective on life started to change because of my experiences at work. I, I do, in fact, spend a considerable amount of time with people who are dying. You know, I spend time with patients who are dying. I spend time with their family and their friends. So I often sit and listen and witness the last moments of people's lives. I spend time with friends and loved ones in the moments just after someone has died as well. But here's the thing. I also spend time with people who are living. I spend time with families as they welcome a new child into the world. I get to witness the joy experienced towards the beginning of this journey we call life. So I often meet people 
who most likely have many years of life left on this planet. And as a result of all of those experiences inside the hospital, uh, like I said, I noticed this change in my perspective on life outside of the hospital in this completely chaotic, busy, just, just exhausted, um, totally broken, but at the same time, beautiful and mysterious, joy-filled world. So although I told you I'm not going to bore you with uh, stories from my job as a chaplain, I will share one because it was so instrumental in me wanting to give more thought to the moments before death, or really, the moments of life. I was at work one morning doing my normal rounds, kind of checking in on patients and their families, some of whom had specifically requested to speak with a chaplain. And, you know, I walked into this one patient's room. As I walked in, I found them sitting up in bed, talking with some family members uh, who were seated around the bedside. Um, and I would say this patient was definitely sick, but uh, not, uh, not too bad off, fortunately. They, they had definitely battled some health problems at the, at the, in their past, but at this point, um, they were doing okay. Uh, they, they needed some help, but the full expectation was that this patient was going to recover for a few more days in the hospital and then be able to go home with family. So as I sat down and began to listen to this patient and their family share with me, um, I heard tons of stories about just gratitude. Um, they were so grateful for their life experiences so far. And, and uh, I got this sense that this patient and this family were just really peaceful people. Uh, I also learned that because of some past health challenges, this patient had chosen to not pursue any kind of life-sustaining treatment. They never wanted to be placed on life support should that option ever be presented. So, um, and they were at peace with that. So I, I wrapped up this visit and I continued on with morning rounds. I went on to spend time with several other patients throughout the rest of the day. But towards the end of the day, I did what I often do. And I decided to go back and kind of check on a few patients I had met earlier that day. Um, a patient I described to you earlier was one of those patients. So I walked down the hallway towards the patient's room and the patient's nurse met me in the hallway just outside the patient's room. And she kind of pulled me aside and she said, real quiet, she said, Jeremy, you're never going to believe what happened. So she's pointing to the patient's room at this point. And I could see that the curtain was pulled in the doorway. Um, she said, this patient died about an hour ago. She said, family just left about 20 minutes ago. So I was totally caught off guard and shocked as the nurse continued to explain how the patient's clinical condition had quickly and, and totally unexpectedly deteriorated over the course of five hours um, and how they basically went to sleep and died very peacefully surrounded by their family members. I wasn't shocked by the fact that a patient in the hospital had died. You know, I see people die multiple times each week and sometimes each day. I wasn't shocked by the fact that this patient's body was still laying in the room, ready to be transported down the, to the morgue. You know, I'd seen that before too. Um, I, I felt a sense of shock, I think, because I had just spent about 25 to 30 minutes with this patient and their family earlier, with every expectation that they would be able to go home in just a few days. I had a full, meaningful conversation with this patient, and now they were gone. They were dead. They were no longer living. As I think about that story and that experience and probably many others that I haven't taken the time to fully process, 
I begin to think um, more about the moments of our lives which lead up to our death. You see, we tend to think of the moments before death as those moments filled with, you know, doctor's appointments or diagnostic tests to figure out what's going on with us. We tend to think of the moments before death as those moments experienced by people who live into their 80s and beyond. You know, we, we can tend to associate the moments before death with those moments when we actually hear someone such as a doctor or a nurse say, yeah, they're not going to make it. Or we get this understanding that death is near. But think about this. So if you were to hold up a piece of string and make some marks with a Sharpie or some other sort of pen that would represent the, the decades of your life so far, I'm 42, so I've counted 10, 20, 30, and I would be right about here. So all of this string um, represents the moments of my life up until this point, the moments, I've, the moments I've lived so far. And then all of this string obviously hanging off on this end can represent the moments of my life yet to come. Let's say I live into my 80s. This is all of my life I have left. And again, this is how much I've lived so far. But this exercise isn't just to visualize what has been or what's going to come in the future. but but it's also about stopping and pausing and reflecting on these moments right here, my life right now. And that's kind of what this podcast is, is all about. And I'll be honest and tell you, this is not uh, something I'm doing to try to share some sort of earth shattering wisdom I have. And um, I'm not that smart, honestly. Um, and I realize that you have so many people you could listen to, that there are so many talking heads out there with so much information. We live in a society that's just inundated with information. And everybody has an opinion to share about everything. Um, that's not what I want to do. And so I, I want to open this up to have conversations with people and hear their stories. That's why I'm so excited about the guests that I've lined up and, and the conversations we're going to have from, from teachers to doctors to photographers to financial people like CPAs to musicians. You'll be so captivated as they share their perspective on the moments before death. We'll be having some really great conversations about life. So you won't want to miss it. So to stay up to date and watch or listen when episodes are released twice a month, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for spending this time with me. Let's do it again soon.